Observing the night sky is a captivating and enlightening hobby that allows us to connect with the vast universe that surrounds us. Each month brings new opportunities to explore the wonders of the night sky. Hello, I'm Paul Evans. I'm from the Irish Astronomical Association based in Belfast. And I'm Sinead Mannion. I'm a member of the Connemara Astronomy Club. Welcome everybody to our November What's in the Dark Sky podcast from Cosmic Corner. Um, hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I've just finished a long working week, so I'm very happy. Good stuff, good stuff. Are you going up to Mayo um, next weekend for Mayo Dark Skies Festival? Unfortunately not. I'm, I'm, I'm busy with other things, unfortunately, and I'm sort of, um, I think you know that I'm hoping to retire before much longer, <laughs> but uh, that'll leave me more time, hopefully, for that kind of thing. Oh, it'll be great. To, well, I'm going to make you really jealous and I'm going to tell you a few things that you're going to miss. Is that okay? Um, okay. <laughs> Just to make you feel so much worse. Okay. So on the Saturday morning, it's going to be Derek Dempsey with an Understanding Telescopes lecture. Then there's planetarium shows throughout the weekend. They're on Saturday and Sunday. Dr. Niall Smith from Cork. His lecture is, could we soon become the alien species we once feared? That sounds very good. Um, Andy Briggs is going to be giving a talk on Saturday as well. And his um, it's titled, Gravitational Waves and Supermassive Monsters. And then finally on the Saturday, it's going to be Dr. Frank Prendergast with Moonlight and Sunlight shaping country cultures through time. So then on Sunday is the day that I'm going up. So Stephen Kershaw from KTEC, we all know in the astronomy world in Ireland, we all know Stephen very well and it's great company. So he's going to give a talk on understanding telescopes. Dr. Neve Shaw is going to be doing space sustainability on Earth and beyond. And her talks are always very, very good. If anybody's been to Burr recently, you would have had a talk by a, a PhD student, Jeremy Rigney. He's going to be up in Mayo talking about the sun and the low mass stars, searching for radio flares and CMEs, which are coronal mass injections from M dwarfs. And finally, from Queen's University, Professor Chris Watson and his talk on exoplanets habitable beyond our solar system. Very good. So, Paul, sorry now you're going to miss a few of them. No, well, that 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 <laughs> is a, that's a truly fantastic lineup. There's quite Great. a few people in there that I know and I've seen talk before and um, one that I haven't that I would love to see actually because I do follow her on Facebook is Dr Neve Shaw she does some great work doesn't she and, uh, she um, and I've never actually met her oh, um, really? now what yeah now what I didn't get from that Sinead just so our listeners know what what's the actual dates there oh sorry so I just assumed everybody knows about Mayor Dark Sky so Mayor Dark Sky's festival is going to be on next weekend so it's the third fourth and fifth of november so they always have it the first weekend in november so it's up in it's um it's in mayo but it's obviously it's divided between newport mulvaney and ballycroy so there's different events on in different places now obviously i read the ones that i love that i'm going to go to that are the astronomy based ones but obviously there's ones on nature and art and music and they can be in the other places so there's a lot for everybody it's um, very good for kids, for anybody interested, for somebody who's really into it, like yourself, Paul, or someone like me who's just dipping their toe into astronomy for the first time. So um, it's a really good weekend. So I recommend anybody who's listening to this by next weekend, if you want, if you should, if you can come up, do come up. Well, well, I, I can't manage it next weekend, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, um, I am doing some some other things. I will tell you a little, little bit about what I'm doing um, because I'm. 
I'm actually the main speaker at the Irish Astronomical Association in Queens next Wednesday. Um, and I'll be talking about um, following on really from the history of Apollo that I did before I'm doing sort of the bits that followed on from that and ultimately uh, looking forward to, um, uh, to to the rest of the Artemis program. The first Artemis one has already happened, it happened uh, last, last year. And um, we're waiting for now for Artemis 2, which will be the first manned mission. And then Artemis 3 is um, slated to be the first moon landing since 1972. Uh, wow. It will probably happen about 2025, 20, 26 or whatever. It's one of those things that trying to write about it, it's like sort of herding cats a bit because <laughs> it, it keeps changing. You know, it's, uh, the targets keep whooshing as they go past. And the, uh, but so, so, so the first flight was last year, 2022, um, was originally scheduled for 2018. So that's you know, oh, okay. the kind of time scale. They haven't got that same deadline that, President Kennedy gave the Apollo guys, you know, yeah. said to, said, oh, and get this done by 1969, you know. A, um, this is a little, take a bit, but getting it right is important. So that's something right. I'm talking about. And of course, for those of you local to you, you'll get to see that talk too, won't you? Yay! We can't wait. It'll be fantastic. So Paul's going to be down at Connemara Astronomy Club to give our fourth birthday, our fourth anniversary talk on the 21st of November. So. It'll be finally the first time me and Paul will meet in real life, even though we've been friends for years. So it is fun. extraordinary, actually. It's just, not many people probably know that, that um, <laughs> yes, Sinead and I have been uh, um, friends and doing astronomy stuff together for over three years, probably now, haven't we? And, um, oh. um, and we've never actually met because it all happened over COVID and all that lockdown time. It's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah so uh, I am a real person, Paul. So. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Very good. So what is going on for November? What do we look out for? What's going on up there? Oh, well, we've got a few things happening in the sky, actually, some of which are, are quite uh, quite unusual. But um, um, I suppose we'll, we'll start with the planets. And um, the, well, the bad news is that Mercury and Mars are both a bit out of it um, this time of the year. Wrong side of the sun, all that sort of thing. And uh, But Venus, now, if you like getting up early in the morning, like about sort of four or five o'clock in the morning. Um, I sometimes have to because I work in the telly. Um, and uh, you'll see Venus beautifully bright, fantastically bright, and also quite high up as well. Um, this is a good time of the year to see planets in the morning, not quite so good to see them in the evening, where they tend to be a bit lower down. But Venus, I saw it the other morning, absolutely brilliant, magnitude minus 4.3 or something. Um, and still showing a bit of a phase if you look through a small telescope um, or indeed binoculars will show it. You'll see that uh, um, Venus is not round at this point. It shows the same kind of phase as the moon. Um, so that's that's Venus, well worth getting up for. Um, at the other end of the scale, Saturn is still visible, um, but it's getting a bit lower in the in the sky after sunset. Um, sort of, if you look about six o'clock in the evening, you'll probably see Saturn um, towards the southwest. And you need a telescope, a small telescope, to see the rings of Saturn. Um, and they're they're beginning also to flatten out over a period of years. The rings of Saturn sort of straighten up so that they edge on, and that will happen in 2025. So we're not far off not being able to see the rings so easily. Yeah. Um, but uh, Saturn's still pretty good, a bit low, but uh, um, it's it's you know it's still a spectacular sight. However you see it, 
Um, the real star of the show, in terms of planets, is Jupiter. Um, Jupiter actually was just quite close to the uh, to the full moon uh, last night. Um, not that I saw it uh, um, in real life. I'm afraid I had to watch the partially eclipsed moon on the television because Aww. that was the only way I could do it. <laughs> um, funnily enough, funnily enough, um, the best pictures I saw um, were from a camera on the moon um, in Bergen in Norway. Wow. Now, funnily enough, Bergen is the rain capital of Norway, apparently. Um, but not not last night. They had a perfectly clear sky to see. The the moon was partially eclipsed, so it wasn't very exciting. But a chunk, a distinct chunk, of about twelve percent of it or so disappeared out the bottom of it for about an hour or so. Um, it took to sort of move uh, from from you know from one side to the other. Um, and that was interesting to watch the, uh, the the partial lunar eclipse. And that was as as eclipses are. That was actually associated with um, the annular solar eclipse that was two weeks before. Um, it's sort of when when the moon is in the same plane as the Earth, um, then then you kind of get some usually a a lunar eclipse and and a solar eclipse of one sort or another um, paired up two weeks apart. And the lunar eclipse is the easy one, of course, because you only have to be on the right half of the Earth. Um, yeah. Not so good here because it was absolute tipping down with rain all weekend. Um, I had a terribly hazardous drive home from Belfast last night, actually, as, oh, no. as well, with, with water all over the place. And uh, so on the, I suppose the slight consolation was it was fairly warm water, about 12 degrees or so. But, uh, um, but um, you know, it's, that's it. We're, we're, summertime, that's why I had to go to work to change the clocks this morning. Summertime <laughs> is over. Uh, I think you just have to look out the window for the last couple of weeks to know that summertime is over. Um, but we're on to, back on to Greenwich Mean Time here. Um, which means that the sun, or yeah, sunrise is earlier and sunset is also earlier. So um, dark by five o'clock now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, just on the other planets, um, Uranus is 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 in a good place to see as well. Actually, in Aries, not very far from the Seven Sisters. If you find the Seven Sisters and sort of we keep looking to the left, you're looking for a sort of a, a green blob in binoculars. Um, or, or indeed a small telescope. Um, it is just about naked eye visible, magnitude 5.6, and they say you can see down to six um, in a good sky with good eyesight and no moon. Um, so some people say they have seen Uranus naked eye. I can't say I ever have, because my eyesight's not actually that brilliant, funny enough, being an astronomer. It's just, you know, I, I, I need optical equipment. Uh, well, who doesn't? Yeah. And, uh, the, the other thing, Neptune. Um, is is around over in Pisces and into Aquarius. Um, that's uh, setting by just after midnight, and uh, that's not visible at all. Nobody can see that because that is magnitude seven point eight, so it's well down uh, in in brightness. But uh, telescope will show it, and, and it's a bluish blob. It's an interesting contrast to see Uranus and Neptune. They are the two ice giant planets, and Uranus tends to show more green, uh, Neptune a bit more blue. So that's the planets. Very good. Um, what else? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some some moon activity. Um, the last quarter moon is on the fifth of November. Um, then the moon is new on the thirteenth, and the first quarter is on the twentieth. And we'll come back to that sort of time in a little while. Um, there is actually a very special thing you can see now. It is um, Venus, because. 
the solar system is largely flat-ish. Sometimes, like that eclipse I was talking about earlier, things go in front of other things. Yeah. And what is happening um, on the morning of the 9th? Now, it's during daylight, so two things about this. One, it's difficult to see, and the other is you've got to be very, very careful seeing it because the sun will be in the sky. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, and what there is, there's a lunar occupation of Venus. That is to say, Venus goes behind the moon. Um, so, and it's it's a waning crescent moon, just fifteen uh, percent. And it starts at about nine thirty in the morning when Venus will disappear, and Venus will come out again um, at about ten thirty. Because, if you've ever thought about this before, um, I'm not sure if it's the definition of an hour. I'm not sure where the definition of an hour came from. But, uh, um, but the moon, when when the moon is doing the movement on this. And it is the moon that's moving mostly, rather than Venus. Um, the moon moves its own diameter in about an hour. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. So you know you have to, um, and that enables you to work stuff out, like how far away it is and things, because it goes on once in twenty-nine point three days. And so you think have to figure out well how you know how many hours is that, uh, and it's relative to its diameter, which is about half a degree. So there. Anyway, this is a daytime event. So thing number one, full safety measures. It's not that far from the sun. In fact, you want to be looking at the moon. The moon is easy to find, uh, but do not put your telescope anywhere near the sun. In fact, if you can do it, the best thing to do is to arrange for your telescope to be in the shadow of your house or something like that. So there is no chance that you accidentally flip it round while you're looking through it and uh, um, do yourself some some real damage. Yeah. So that's um, that's the, that's the, the thing that's happening with the moon and uh, the dates that it's happening. Um, other than that, I suppose the other thing I'll mention there is a meteor shower, um, and uh, what happens there is that uh, <clears throat> when when comets come occasionally. Comets, or sometimes even asteroids, they 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 pass through the Earth's orbit um, in such a way that they leave a trail of dust. Just because that's the nature of comets, they sort of you know they sort of they're losing material all the time, um, and they pass through the Earth's orbit and they leave a trail of little bits of dust. And as the Earth passes through that trail of dust, which is always at certain times of the year. Um, then that dust will enter the Earth's atmosphere and burn up. Leonid's meteor shower uh, peaks on about the, uh, the morning of the 18th, about five o'clock in the morning. And you can actually start looking for Leonid meteors at about 11 o'clock the night before. Now, the moon sets a while before that, so there will be no moon interference uh, drowning out the faint meteors, so there'll be good conditions for that. Um, we're just in the hands of the weather, as always there, but uh, yeah. it's always nice to see that. And what I, what I do with, um, with meteor showers um, is I get a sun lounger and actually just go and lie in the garden and look upwards, facing towards the general direction of, 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 the, um, of the radiant. Now, the radiant, there's a clue in the name here, you're looking towards the constellation Leo, hence Leonids, but you're not really looking straight at Leo, you're looking around it, about sort of 20 or 30 degrees around the 
constellation of Leo, which is it, it's quite visible itself in the uh, in the early mornings as we go into November. Um, Leo, I particularly like. It's sort of it's um, the front of it's like a sort of backwards question mark based on the bright star Regulus, and then the back of it does actually look kind of like the back of a lion. In fact, Leo does look a bit like what it's supposed to be, unlike many of the constellations yeah. where um, you know you, you need a really good imagination. Yeah, uh, Leo does look like a lion, and so look around Leo early hours of the morning or any time after about eleven o'clock at night, and you might see some Leonid meteors. Uh, Very that's, good. That's that. there is um, there is a comet coming. Wow. Um, uh, it's got the they have great names comets, don't they? Comet C slash twenty twenty three H two. Yeah, really rolls off song. <laughs> so it's called Comet Lemon for short. Lemon is the guy who discovered it. Oh, okay. And that might be magnitude minus seven. So it's not going to be a very visible um, thing, um, but it would show up on camera quite well. Okay. Um, comets are, you know, with tails, they're quite big. Um, so you don't need a long telephoto lens or anything, but something like, you know, 50 millimeter lens and an SLR um, will pick up comets and they show easily because of their characteristic cyanogen green colour um, there. But uh, so, you know, that's uh, worth looking for. Um, Roundabout, um, Booties, near Arcturus, Hercules, um, and into the bottom of the Summer Triangle, perhaps is the sort of path that it will follow. Um, and uh, you need to look up charts really to get the exact location of those. But uh, Comet Lemon might uh, might be a photographic object, not necessarily a great visual object. But uh, it's nice to see comets now and again. We're, I think we're um, we're kind of uh, waiting for a really good one. We're due, yeah. overdue by years, a really good comet. Um, what date is saw... um, Comet Lemon coming again? What date is that to go for? What date? Oh, well, it's now it's closest to us on the 10th of November. 10th of November, it's, okay. Yeah, but it's all, it's all, um, it's all you know, fairly, um, really the first half of the month is, is the best time. It, oh, okay. it sort of st starts to fade out and move lower in the sky after that. So, yeah, so the first, the first two weeks of, of, of November, that's good. I've got a couple of quotes here, actually. I've, I've got, I, I am thanking Neil McEwen because I'm using his script here that he sends out and uh, he's included a couple of wonderful quotes about comets and because there's so much variability about them that you can never sort of say, you know, when you see one far away, you say, that's going to be really good because <laughs> it's not like that. So many variables, things can happen and they break up, they, you know, they, they disintegrate. They, and uh, so one quote from uh, David Levy, who's discovered many comets, he said, comets are like cats. They have tails and they do precisely what they want. <laughs> Very uh, good. I know this, I am owned by a cat on that same basis. <laughs> um, and, and the other one came from um, Dr. Fred Whipple, because if you want to have a safe gamble, bet on a horse, not a comet. Oh, Very good. So, and that's that's and that's pretty high risk, too, isn't it? So, <laughs> so there we are. So, so that's look. That's a quick whiz around the sky. Obviously, there's other things to look out for, like auroras. We're doing quite well on that. The sun has been a bit quiet these last couple of weeks, okay. which isn't such a bad thing because the weather's been terrible anyway. So, uh, uh, but but, um, but September was fantastic for auroras. Actually, there were three really good auroras 
in September, and I did see two of them myself. I was um, I was away in the south of England for the other one, although actually people said that wasn't necessarily a problem. I just didn't even think to look. Um, <laughs> but there were pic- there were pictures from Cornwall, which is unusual. Wow. wow. You know, so, so Solar Cycle 25 is treating us pretty well. Yeah, you've been very lucky with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really about it. I suppose we... Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? That's... I think that's it, Paul. Thank you so much. And... Um... Our next podcast, we will be recording together. So we're very excited. Well, indeed, that, that'll be exciting in itself, won't it? Just yeah. you know. Oh, my God, it'll be brilliant. So <laughs> well. um, thank you to all our listeners. And we shall see you uh, next month. May indeed. Here. <laughs> indeed. All right. Great, great talking to you, Sinead. You too, Paul. Thanks. Bye. Okay, right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Corner, the monthly What's in the Night Sky podcast. This podcast was produced, written, and presented by Paul Evans and Sinead Mannion. Tune in next month. Stay safe and keep looking up.